Bro. Hi, this is Justin Roberts, and you are listening to Three Count Thursday. Hope you enjoy it. A little bit of the bubbly. I did it for the rock. Give me what I want. Everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> it's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. They think they got the answers. I change the questions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live here on Thursday, May the 21st, 2020. I had to check not only the day of the week, uh, but the actual date because uh, I'm just I'm very I, I, I forgot that today was Thursday earlier today. I don't know how anybody else is at this point, um, but I, I honestly forgot that today was Thursday until about two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, we have tons to talk about this week, and uh, we're going to get to it, but make sure you go to 3 com. That is our homepage. Uh, you can find all of our social media links. You can find the subscribe links to our show. Uh, make sure you uh, check that out on all podcast platforms, including Spotify. We are on Spotify now, so if you go to Spotify, search 3 Count Thursday. We have our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. We didn't hear it. Ryan, are you muted or are you just echoing me? You're not muted, are you? No, he's not. Oh, he's just being a dick. What an asshole. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> we have uh, our uh, Patreon page. Our home network is uh, at NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Yeah, you uh, didn't unmute me, you dick. <laughs> I didn't. You weren't muted. <laughs> we have, That's on you. That wasn't on me. And we have our uh we we stream daily at leebsports.com. Ryan, that would be Oh my god, L E E I B sports.com. Ryan's being a dick. We're going to have a fun night. Uh if you're following along on the uh on the live video, uh please give it a like, please give it a share. We'd appreciate that. Uh, get as many people in here uh, as possible, um, and uh, and I'm an idiot because I should have I should have uh, started up uh, with the uh, the ten bells, and I apologize uh, for that. Obviously, this week, um, extremely uh, sad news with the uh, tragic and untimely passing of uh, former WWE superstar Shad Gaspard uh, passed away at the age of 39. Uh, he was swimming with his son in Venice Beach, California. Uh, a few days ago, um, and uh, I guess it was a rip current um, that uh, that 
got a hold of him, and uh, and in his final act, he uh, instructed lifeguards to save his son's life. From the uh, post on the WWE's website, Gaspard was best known as one half of Crime Time with JTG. Uh, the fan-favorite duo memorably joined forces with John Cena uh, during his 2008 rivalry JBL, competed for the WWE Tag Team titles at SummerSlam in 2009. Shad and JTG would later square off in a heated fashion after falling out in 2010 um he uh he was this is also again from the wwe's post uh he was also a multi-talented individual creating his own graphic novel and acting in several tv shows films uh including brothers and think like a man too uh his wife Siliana posted a uh statement on instagram uh saying that uh aria myself and the gaspard and chitlick families uh, would like to take this time to thank everyone for their prayers and support as we mourn the terrible loss of our beloved Shad. Uh, he was our whole world, and we were his. There were not enough words to describe what he means to all of us. He was our heart, our soul, our protector, our warrior. Uh, he was a bright force of nature who brought joy to many through his joyous and gracious, gracious nature. The outpouring of love from Shad's friends, colleagues, and fans uh, has meant more to us than you can even imagine. We'd like to once again thank the lifeguard, uh, lifeguards, coast guard, divers, fire and police departments for their efforts. Shad was and always will be our real life superhero. Uh, I love you more, uh, my love. So yeah, obviously, um, just a, just an absolute tragedy uh, this week in, in the world of wrestling, and and um, the unfortunate thing with 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 everything else uh, going on. Uh, in the world, sometimes it uh, we, we like tend to forget that there are other things that happen, good and bad. Um, and this is an, a, a, an unfortunate reminder that uh, there are still tragedies outside of the current uh, medical situation uh, in in the country and in the world. So, um, you know, I, I think th- this was the, the the period of time. Uh, where crime time was in, in the WWE and, and where Shad was in the WWE was a time that um, was kind of when I was away from wrestling. Um, so, you know, in, in a similar way to like when, when legends pass, uh, I, I don't necessarily have like a lot of thoughts or, or um, you know, memories from, from, from his career. But the, uh, the, the 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 things that I saw uh, fans and superstars posting all week about him, I mean, g- tells you uh, exactly uh, the type of not only performer that he was, but the type of person that he was. Um, so it's just it, it's honestly just a um, it's it, it, it's a it's a real crappy deal. Yeah, yeah, real, really, real tough. Um, was uh, I think a really fun gimmick at the time what they did um, with with Crime Time. I know specifically. For myself and i can probably speak for matt down at the icons festival um last november they were down there and um just a, i mean array of sunshine you you had to be drawn to his personality he's what six some he's huge big guy tall tall guy um but his personality just really filled the room uh down at the 2300 and you can see that you know the people that he interacted with um even myself very briefly was just very you know courteous very fan oriented very friendly um and then from what i'm hearing that's the style this guy was like there was that is what he was um and not all all that said like he he went out an absolute hero did uh i think what most fathers would do um you know but made it made a a split second decision that uh 
that I, I would consider him an absolute hero. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. By all accounts, and I mean, obviously, you're you're not going to get a ton of negative stories anyway when situations like this happen. But I mean, there is just a ton like people that um, you know you you wouldn't even really expect don't really speak out about wrestling that much anymore. Um, you know, I I've seen a ton of activity on Twitter just with like former stars, former coworkers of his, just everyone echoing the same sentiments that, that Ryan said, just an all-around huge energy, a big person in general, but just the, the energy to match it, um, you know, and in reading the report and how everything happened in the final, his final words saying, save my son is, is pretty tough to, to hear. Um, and as unfortunate it was, I think we all kind of, kind of knew when, when we heard that, you know, the, the search had been called off that, the news we were going to hear wasn't going to be great. So um, at least for his family to get that closure um, that, that they can, you know, put him to rest, um, I, I think is, is kind of a, a big deal because not, not all families that deal with something in that situation get that same type of closure. So I, I am happy that they were able to, because from, from the looks of it, that, that whole family just seems very close seems like that would be very important for him and for them to to be able to do that and mourn him the right way yeah yeah it's a great point that that you know in these in these situations and 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 when the news first broke i mean it's 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 one of those things where um you know unfortunately there's there's not usually uh, a lot of great endings uh with those but uh yeah obviously the the way he went out uh, frank uh or charlie here says um don't know about you guys been a really sad week with uh with the news of shad gaspard and of course the the dark side of the ring uh episode with owen hart uh yeah that that one uh and we'll talk a little bit uh time permitting about some of the things coming out of of uh of that and 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 the the media coverage around it uh frank says with all the good uh that he seemingly had in the wrestling industry i wonder why we didn't see him more uh like on the indie scene and and i don't know if that was just more of a choice that um you know, he, he spent more time with family or, or whatever. I, I don't know, uh, but obviously, for 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 people like you guys that 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 saw him at the at the Icon show, and and there's other stories like that um, from from various people I saw throughout the week. Like when he when he was uh, when he did make appearances, be it at a show or be it at a convention or something like that. The um, the the impression always seemed to be pretty pretty good. So. Um, you know, obviously a, an absolute tragedy, uh, you know, 39 years old is, is, is far too young. Um, and you know, to, to, to go out, yeah, a, a, a hero to get, to save his son, um, is, is, uh, is, is just a, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a gut punch, you know, to, to the, the, the wrestling industry, to the world. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the story of him, what I think breaking up like a, like a bank robbery or a car- carjacking or something. So, I mean, this is a guy that, um, you know, was, was a- absolutely a good person, um, always. So, uh, again, um, Shad Gaspard passing away at 39. So, um, just, uh, unfortunate way, uh, to, to start the show this week, but we will, uh, we will move on here, obviously, uh. AEW Double or Nothing uh, is this weekend, so we're going to run down the card here and, and make our predictions for the show. Nine matches, uh, one of them on the pre-show, or as they call it, the buy-in. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, the cards, gambling, got it, got it. Um, obviously, this one it will be held at a empty uh, Daly's place in Jacksonville. It was originally scheduled uh, to take place in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand, like last year's Double or Nothing did. But you did it, gambling. Yeah, gambling. <laughs> you got it. Let me let me get you your ding there, uh, there, Ryan. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously, with everything going on, empty empty arenas and empty uh, buildings are the. Uh, the the name of the game here in 2020. So AEW in the in the similar place. Uh, the main show on this one starts at eight o'clock. I believe the buy-in probably uh, seven or seven thirty. Um, we uh, we will get our question of the week as we uh, as we plug away here. The three count question of the week as we plug away on the uh, on the card. Uh, but let's start at the bottom. This is the the buy-in match. Uh, it is Dustin Rhodes taking on Sean Spears. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught Double or, or not Double or Nothing, a Dynamite last night, uh, or if he's been doing this uh, a couple weeks now. Uh, but the uh, the the Sean Spears news, like the, it's kind of like a news segment. Uh, pretty solid, pretty entertaining. I think it probably one of the more uh, entertaining things that Sean Spears has done in AEW. So. Um, uh, for this one, I, I have Spears picking up the win. Uh, you know, it, it seems like he's getting a bit of uh, a, a TV push here. Obviously, not like a face push, but he's he's getting TV time. So uh, I'm going to go with Spears picking up the win over Dustin Rhodes. Um, oh, I'm drinking cherry Pepsi tonight, Ryan. At least right as of right Pepsi. now. Yeah. Oh shoot. Okay, I didn't know we were at that segment of the show yet. <laughs> oh, that that's an ongoing segment. Oh, is it? I only have one thing to drink, so I'll have to flash up. I'll have to flash up other things. Oh, that's well, intriguing. No. That's on my OnlyFans oh site. My. You can also see uh, <laughs> me when I went to the woods with Nevermind. That's a long story. I don't want to go there. At least it was my sunny man. out, though. Uh, it was sunny out. It was really sunny out. Uh, and then it got really cloudy and uh, real dark. Real dark. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Dustin Rhodes. All right. Um, I'm... As much as I would like to see Dustin Rhodes win, I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for him too. So, um, yeah. Uh, Charlie's drinking a Moscow Mule tonight, so that's a that's a lot of fun. Those, they're in those tin cups or something. Right? <laughs> and uh, copper. Well, I mean, it could be in a tin cup, I guess. <laughs> but typically, if you're doing it properly, copper. Uh, uh, Devin says Dustin Rhodes will pick up the win here. Uh, then we have the... I'm going to skip over the stadium stampede. We'll come back to that one. Uh, we got a tag team match to determine the number one contender uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The private party taking on the best friends. I'm going to – oh, cards. I get it. I get it because of gambling. Double or nothing. Got it. Got it. It all makes sense. That's what I'm holding. Oh, shit. You're bald again. Yeah. Look yeah, I broke, I broke down over the weekend. So, that, yeah, it was uh, Saturday. Saturday. I just had enough. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Um, but uh, uh, private party taking on the best friends. I have Chuck and Trent, the best friends, picking up the win here. Um, this is one I feel like both teams need to win here. Um, and maybe they'll find a way to make that happen. But I'm going to go with best friends. Yeah, uh, Jim, I think you're right. Um, I'm wearing a Chuck Taylor shirt today. so uh, I like that. I like absolutely it. Absolutely in the side of best friends, 100%. They're friends, and they, they're, they're they, best they're best. Other. They're best friends. 
and they like to gamble because of poker. Sure, um, then, <laughs> but a private party probably hosts a lot of private poker parties. So if you want to keep playing off that, I just think that the momentum <laughs> that private party has is just they need to like do something with it at this point. I, I think the fans have kind of been in their corner for a while. So, I mean, we, we want to see that pay off at this point. Um, but if the best friends would end up winning, I wouldn't be disappointed, but my pick is private party. Uh, cool. And Charlie says he is drinking that is with pear vodka, pear vodka. That doesn't sound good. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not much of a vodka guy to begin with. Pear vodka doesn't sound good, but Hey, you like it, Charlie drink up my man. Uh, Devin has private party picking up the win. Uh, again, if you're with us, better than hair vodka, uh, probably I would imagine that's disgusting. Um, but, uh, if you are with us in the live video, again, give it a share. Get some people in here. Maybe start a watch party. I know I did. I believe Ryan did. Um, I started what? a private watch party. Oh. Hey, hey. With Seth and Matthew. Very Bring good. The, getting a good zinger there. Um, then we got a, uh, a a singles match. Chris Statlander against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, if her leg's still attached to her body. Um, that there, there was a kind of an ugly spot last night in the uh, – in the in the tag match where uh, Nyla Rose was like tossed down onto Britt Baker in the corner and like I, I think Britt's leg it wasn't flat on the ground and when Nyla Rose landed it like I, I, I if her leg didn't break I'm surprised. What do you what's that look for? I just feel like you're teeing up a Nyla Rose is a large girl joke and I'm not I'm not I'm just saying that it, it that was the spot in the match. And her leg, you know, that she was, she couldn't really get up after that, right. Dr. Britt Baker. Right. So I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen old it. Nyla Rose, right? I, I <laughs> didn't, I didn't say that. Jim, this, this is not, it's such an ugly hat you're choosing to wear now, Jim. No, it's my collar and elbow hat. Oh, I like that hat. You can get it on the collar and elbow brand store and uh, use promo code three count, get 10% off. They're also doing a really cool shirt for for Gaspard as well on there. They are, and I, what all I think all it's proceeds all proceeds go to, to his family. family. Um, so yeah, head over to store.collarandelbowbrand.com to check that out and to use our promo code three count for ten percent off your order. Um, but if Britt Baker can compete and uh and and, and this match goes on, I am going to predict. Dr. Britt Baker, who is a dentist, by the way, DMD. It, uh, Chris Statlander. I don't know. Not, 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 I don't care about this match at all. I wish I, I really wish I liked wow. the women's division more than I do, man. I just can't do it. Sorry. It's still rough. It's still rough. Not a surprising take from Ryan there. Oh. So. What? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, you know. Um... So, first of all, let me apologize to former guest of the show, Nyla Rose, for Jim's body shaming. Oh, come uh, on! No, 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 no! No, no, no! I will not I will not be that guy. I didn't hit any sound bites that Ryan winked at me to play or anything <laughs> like that. That is not something that happened. I'm, I'm just as upset as Matt. How mm. am I getting blamed for this? Yeah, I know what you did. You sent me a text. You're like, play it. Play the butt. I'm not going to do it. Play what? 
I'm not going to do it. I don't even know what soundbite you're talking about, Jim. I'm not going to do it, Ryan. Anyway, Matt, continue with your spread more false, uh, false, uh, fake news, a bit fake news about me. Our fans, our fans can hear. I mean, they they pick up on your subtle, <laughs> subtle jabs. So come um, on now. Again. Damn, that's a big bitch. <laughs> Again, Nyla, apologies. Um, so, um. I think it, it makes the most sense to just have Britt Baker win. <laughs> Jesus. Have Britt Baker win. Just because I think that her storyline, her momentum with Nyla is more intriguing to me than Statlander. Okay. Jim, I want to see you do that thing with the knife where you're like, tap, 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 block. No, nah, because I don't want to end up having to go to a hospital because, you know, COVID. Oh, that's the old, the old uh, dogfish head. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at him. Pulling out the fall, Bruce. All right, a little pumpkin. They were still is that in, from October, or is that a new purchase? No, these. I think I got them back in 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 the fall. They were oh. they were in the bottom of the fridge. I don't even remember. I still had them. I had one last week. If you don't remember, when I held it up to the when you got all angry about it, I was probably panicking, looking for shit I can hang up. <laughs> um, let's see here. Devin says Britt Baker. Uh, cousin Brian pointed out uh, Dr. Britt Baker could use her dental x-ray machine on her leg. Uh, Charlie says, how many doctors are in wrestling? We got Dr. D, Dr. Death, Dr. Tom, Dr. Yankum, Dr. Baker, the doctor of style slick, cousin Brian says. Um, Papa Shango was a witch doctor. Uh, John Cena, the doctor of thugonomics. We can't forget about him. Uh, I think that's all of them. Woods has his PhD, correct? He does. He does. So he is an actual. <laughs> uh, I think that's all of them. I would say we should do a, a doctor draft, but I think we just covered all of them. Be a really short draft. Mm-hmm. Um, right, we got a no DQ and no count out match for the AEW Women's World Championship. Nyla Rose taking on Hikaru Shida. Uh, I got Nyla winning. Uh, I... I, I I mean, I, I guess having the no DQ, no count out stipulation, you could certainly um, have some shenanigans, which obviously wouldn't hurt Nyla in any way, shape, or form to drop the title. I just don't see them dropping the title uh, at this point. So I have Nyla yeah, Jim, winning. Jim, I agree with you. I, I hear what you're saying. And Good evening, really all Lou. All I need to do is just fall on Sheeta's legs, oh my God. and then Sheeta won't be able to perform anymore, and she'd win. So. I hear what you're saying, I'm, and you no, I'm me just Nyla Rose will win and retain. I was just saying that was the spot in the match. It had no, nothing else to it. Again. Nothing yep. else. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I just made my pick based on the storyline that is most intriguing, which is Britt Baker versus Nyla. So for me to now turn around and say Nyla loses the belt. <laughs> very Whoops. smart um so uh, i'm not gonna pull a, an intern mark on everyone where <laughs> so i will i What'd will you say do? that retains all right nyla retains um devin also has nyla uh let's see cousin brian still pointing out doctors there with the doctor who delivered the ha- may young's hand um sure. stone cold posed as a doctor before hitting vince with a bedpan that's true um there is the actual Dr. Dr. Maroon. Yes. Yeah, Dr. Maroon. 
can't forget about it. So Punk probably hasn't forgotten about him. Punk hasn't forgotten him. Uh, all right, let's continue. Uh, there is the casino ladder match uh, for a future AEW World Championship match. Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, if he's still able to compete after last yeah. night. Woof, well, that was a spot and a half. Uh, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and a superstar to be announced Saturday night. So how I, many? I, how many are known, Jim? Uh, eight out of nine. Eight out of nine are known because it's nine. It's a nine-man match. So it is a, a nine-man match. You're saying, right? Yes. Oh. Okay, just wondering. Nice. Just you just wanted to play with the cards. It's a poker. <laughs> it's a poker reference. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Still drinking pumpkin ale, by the way. All in. Um, so two parts to this one. First, we'll go with who do you think the uh, the ninth man will be? Two parts. Two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> who do you th- if you're not watching the video for this, you're you're making mistakes. Um, so obviously, if you're if you're listening to the audio side on this one, we appreciate you subscribing. But uh, you should head to our Facebook page or our YouTube page and uh, and watch the video because you're you're missing some very Im- very important. Thank you, Ryan. Very important parts. Charlie says this is the money in the bank match that isn't a money in the bank match. Charlie's not wrong. Charlie is not wrong. And uh, Brian says it's too many men. I don't know if he's talking about this match or at his house or outside the window or I don't know. You just said that's too many men. Um, because he poured that milkshake out. <laughs> that's true. He shouldn't have done that. It's very reckless to do in in the, these uh, trying times. Um. So first part, who do you think the ninth man will be? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say who there who it's not going to be, even though it's my pick of who it's going to be, and that is Drew Gulak. Like zero. Not going to be Drew Gulak. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matthew. I was just going to say zero percent chance. Uh, I don't want to go that far. Okay. <laughs> I think there is a zero percent. There's a there's as good a chance that it's going to be Hootie and the Blowfish singer Darius Rucker that it would be Drew Gulak. So it's, it's not going to be Drew Gulak. Who is it I don't going know who to it's be? Going to be though. Well, who's your? Just make a pick. Um, Santana Garrett. Okay, perfect. Matt, who you got? NXT superstar Santana NXT Garrett. superstar Santana Garrett coming over intergenderly wrestling in this match. Perfect, perfect. Very nice. Matt, um, who do you got? Zack Ryder. Oh, Ooh. there you go. Um, Zack Ryder. I, I honestly... I'd love for it to be Zack Ryder. I honestly wish that... that that this match would be taking place before or after the the ninety days run the ninety day no competes run out because then you you would have so many uh you know so many options of of, of who it could be um Charlie says speaking of milkshakes where's the intern uh, I don't know man I'm, I'm a little worried about Mark he posted earlier today the negative number of days that he's been to Hershey Park this year. I'm I'm very I am very concerned uh about one intern mark. Um watching 90 day fiance. Probably. Probably is that did that episode happen? Is that going to drop or are we still working on that? 
next Tuesday. Awesome. Okay. I mean, I, I will have no frame of reference for it, but I might listen to it just because. Um, Lou says Sting is going to be the ninth man. Yeah, Sting in a ladder match. Sounds like a great plan. Um, I guess he's free to sign. He, I think he is. And well, Rollins isn't in the match, so he might be a little safer. Uh, Devin says the Invisible Man. Uh, Frank says Kurt Angle will be the uh, will be the ninth man. Um, all right, now who do we I, think? I, I will say I will say it's Joey Janela. Joey Janela, gotcha. Cool. <laughs> why you got Why you got to do that? What? I said Joey Janela. You're a bad boy. <laughs> You're a bad, bad boy. Um, all right. Now to our uh, prediction of who is going to win this match. I have Orange Cassidy. Um, I, it was To me, it was down to him or Darby Allen. To me, those made the, the, the two the, the made sense the most. Uh, but I'm going to give the edge here to uh, Freshly Squeezed. I'm going to go um, I'm going to go with the dinosaur and say Luchasaurus okay. picks up the W here. Sure. Um I would say it's a zero percent chance it's going to be Luchasaurus. <laughs> zero. Okay. Zero percent chance. That's no. That's actually my pick. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was trying to. Fi- I was trying to find. I was going to go with an ex WWE guy because, but you know, I, I decided just decided to go bold. Thought that maybe maybe one day the AEW World Championship will be held by somebody who's not an ex WWE guy. Kidding, kidding, kidding. That's never gonna happen. Um, a singles match: MJF with Wardlow versus Jungle Jack Perry. Um, MJF for the, my God, uh, it's got to be MJF winning this match. Yes, thank 100% you. One hundred percent has to be. Yeah, thank you, uh, Matt. Yeah, I mean, MJF has been, like, killing this gimmick since CZW, so I think that they, I mean, it's, there's no way that they cannot have him win this. Like, his momentum is just sky high at this point. Yeah, and, and it's it's nothing against Jungle Boy, but, it, you know, I, I think you, you, you do a lot of damage to what you're building MJF to be um, by having him lose. Uh, Charlie has Jeff Cobb as his pick to be the, the ninth man. Kind of forgot about him, to be totally honest. I heard his AEW run is officially over. However, he could always resign. Oh, is it, was it a a single shot? It was a very short short time. I I don't think he's under contract anymore. Wow. Okay. He's on uh, the alumni section of the AEW website. Geez. Wow. Okay. Uh, Devin says MJF. Who's going to win sure. this match? Sure. Devin would know. <laughs> All right. Let's go to. Uh, the tournament final for the inaugural AEW TNT Championship. Uh, Cody with Arn Anderson and Brandy Rhodes taking on Lance Archer, of course, with Jake the Snake Roberts. You know, did you guys watch AEW last night by any chance? Yes. Yeah. That promo segment I thought was a little rough with with Arn and Jake. It was a little rough. God, it was okay. I. I didn't think it was like bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It. Just, I just was like. I, I don't think Arn's a great talker anymore. I mean, Jake can still was he ever kind of whisper or you know real raspy thing. You believe Jake, and then Arn's just kind of like all airy and lungy, and uh, Jake, I don't know. Just, Jake, 
<laughs> was he ever a good talker? I don't think Arn was ever a great talker. I mean, I get what they're doing. Sure, it makes sense. And and like here's the thing. I guess maybe my my thought about it, it not being great is Jake. I mean, he still got the voice. He still has the presence, but it's just it's not what it once was. Like you know, th- like this is your brain. This is your brain after drugs. Um, like and it's it's like it's it's just a bummer. Like it just it just wasn't it wasn't good. The man had demons, Jim. He did, and don't get me wrong. And you're I, and you're comparing him to scrambling eggs. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm glad that he is no longer. I'm glad that he's like clean and and better. But like, it just that segment it, it bummed me out more than anything. It was like, it, it, it was a bummer. Uh, anyway, I have Cody winning. I think Cody's going to be your first TNT champ, uh, and I'm and I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean. I, I didn't like how the segment ended when uh, when they flipped the table and then uh, Jake tries to grab Shivani and Shivani's out of position and they're, they're they're stepping away from each other before anybody has to hold them back because they social both know distancing they can't do physically <laughs> what they are thinking they should be able to do in this spot. They're like, I get it's, it. It, it. It's it's twenty twenty, not nineteen ninety three. It's not. It's not. Um, man, I just. I just don't know if Cody should be that guy. You know, it kind of goes back to like the promoter and Booker putting himself over on an indie fed. I just, I feel like that's what they're setting themselves up to do if they do that. So I'm going to go with, uh, with the uh, Archie Archer. But in, I guess in the same time, well, and I, with, with, I guess, you know, Omega's half of the tag champions, but like at, at some point, like you would think the bucks are going to have, the tag titles and Cody and or Omega are going to have the singles titles. Like, and I, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But are you, are you using it because are you thinking that way? Because it's the, the first champion that they're going to avoid, you know, booking themselves into that spot. I don't know. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I, I feel like if I was Cody, I could be in a really cool spot to put people over. Okay. You know, and I wouldn't want if I was Cody, I wouldn't want to book myself as the champion. I would just put people over like a mother. I'd win matches for sure. You need to win matches to put people over eventually. But I would, I would put Archer over here. All right, uh, Matt. I mean, I understand the logic behind that statement because I mean, Cody has typically done that too um, through AEW. But like you said, you have to win matches to put people over. So I think him having the belt first kind of gives him that ability to then put someone over when he finally drops it. So I think Cody's the inaugural champ, and I'm fine with it. Very good. Uh, Charlie has Lance picking up the uh, picking up the victory in the championship. All right, two matches left here. Um, which out of, out of these two, the, the title match or the stadium stampede, which do you guys think is going to main event? I think it's going to be stadium stampede. I agree. Like even, you know, and, and it, I think it goes to one of those things because I, I think leading up to like AEW's first shows or first pay-per-views, like I think they alluded to the fact that, that they would always want the the title match to go on last. Like they wanted to have that be the, the most important match of the night uh, because at times we've seen the WWE not do that. So like as a way to differentiate themselves, I think they've said that, but in the same time, this is obviously a, a 
th- this whole period of time is a is an extenuating circumstance as we've talked about. But also, I just feel like the way that these matches have been built, like the the lead up to them, I feel like the 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 title match does not feel as important to this card as the stadium stampede. So that's why I think that the, the stampede match is going to close the show. I I can agree with you if you look at how at least I know last night's, and I, I, it's hard for me to think back, but I know last night's dynamite was was booked like that where your um your moxie match was what mid maybe the start of the second hour with ten, um, and then the whole Brody Lee thing like leaving that was that was mid middle of the show. Obviously, it ended with um with with Guevara and Hardy. And then into the stadium. I just, I just feel like that stadium thing is going to be such a big blow off that that has to close the show. Like that's that's going to be the thing that tears the place down. And, you're and like, how do you how do you recover? And again, now that there's a crowd to to you know bring you know bring down or whatever. Sure. Um, but like just just in in viewing as a whole, like I feel like the stampede is going to be this like high crescendo. Anything after it. I feel like would would be let downish, if you will. Sure. Didn't I say it should close the show? Yes, Matt. Did, did you? I, I do think it, it will, but I mean, it, their only other alternative would be for it to open the show, and I don't think they do that with how big that match is. But I think that it can only be one of those two spots. Like to have it either anywhere besides opening or closing just would not make sense at all. Very good. Um, so let's do let's. Let's go to the uh, world championship match then, because I was just curious, like people's uh, people's thought about that. Uh, Devin says they already said Brody and Moxley will main event. Okay, I must have missed that. Um, I also missed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think that's a mistake. But anyway, uh, we're gonna go in the order that I think this should be booked, uh, and we're gonna go with the AEW World Heavyweight wait, Championship. Wait, 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 wait. Is is Moxley Brody Lee unsanctioned? That's probably why it would go on last. Oh yeah, the, 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 we're gonna the, turn the lights off, turn the lights back, back on, on, and then we'll have that. Still, match. still have the AEW canvas and all the lights, and okay, right, perfect. that's how we'll AEW do it. referee and referee shirt, perfect. Um, we'll singles match for the AEW World Championship: John Moxley defending against uh, Mr. McMahon, Brody Lee. Um, I think I, Moxley, I think, is going to retain here. I think you run the risk of kind of hot potatoing your title a little bit. And I also think, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, I think you run the risk of, of you know, in, in you know, a year's, less than a year's time, three ex-WWE guys being your first three champions. Um, I'm saying that that's the, that's the uh, you know, the rhetoric that could be laid out, if you will. Uh-huh. Moxley... Moxley retains. Yeah, we got to keep Dean Ambrose looking strong, Jim. I agree with you there. <laughs> for sure. Better than Luke uh, Harper, at least. Uh, I think so. Right, right. Um, man, John Moxley, I think should I think will retain as well. Uh, I think there's enough left on on the story here that we've not seen everything. I know Brody Lee in the physical possession of it. I think. We can have Brody Lee still leaving physically with the possession of the championship, but John Moxley actually actually being victorious here, um, and then see this continuation on on Dynamite for a few weeks to come. So I will say Johnny Mox. All right, Matt, you. 
I really, I go, going into this, I, I said I was going to not pick Moxley to win just because of like how much I've been a fan of Brody for so long. I, I still think he is top three technical wrestlers in like, well, now in AEW, but certainly in WWE as certainly. well. Um, so I've, I've always enjoyed his style. Um, but it's, I mean, you guys make the strong point, like, can they take it off Moxley? Is is he like big enough to to have that belt at this point? Have they built him up enough since the debut? And the answer is probably no. Like we know who he is, we know what he's capable of. Um, and I mean, who knows how many casual fans there really are at this point? So they easily could if they wanted to, because they don't have to really appease anyone but their their diehard wrestling fans. Um, but at the end of the day, I think they'll just take the safe route and keep it on Moxley. Uh, Devin predicts Moxley to win as well. Uh, digging back here, uh, Charlie says at some point the elite guys should have titles. Uh, they're putting people over and losing their own push. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, at some point it, 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 it is going to happen. Like we said, we Omega already is one half of the tag team champions. So um, I think it really, again, is only a matter of time before – uh, you know, the Bucks have the tag titles and, and Cody um, and or Omega end up with uh, singles titles. It, 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 it's going to happen. I, I don't imagine Cody Rhodes going the, the, his entire tenure wrestling with AEW, you know, for, his, for his, no matter how many number of years he wrestles, I don't see him not uh, holding championship gold. So um, and then we go to the stadium stampede. What's that, Matt? I was asking, is that the next pay-per-view title that Ryan was holding up? No, I folded. It wasn't a good hand. <laughs> um, the uh, the next, uh, the final match here is the stadium stampede match. So I guess they said there will be a ring at the uh, where the 50-yard line, the center 50-yard line would be um, in the uh, whatever the, the stadium, TIAA Bank Stadium, I think is the, the name yeah. of the Jacksonville Stadium. Uh, but falls can count anywhere. And in the stadium, like you can go up into the into the seats, uh, anywhere. So uh, I mean, if this is just going to be a cluster. Um, it should be should be a lot of fun. Uh, this match, I am looking forward to. Uh, but of course, it is Matt Hardy and the Elite of Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson uh, taking on the Inner Circle: Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, and Santana and Ortiz. Um. I have the inner circle uh, picking up the win. I just feel like when you have uh, the the obviously the opportunity for shenanigans and um, you know the, this this open ended format of it can go anywhere, anything can happen. Uh, it's basically kind of a match that Chris Jericho created. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's probably the right choice for the inner circle to uh, pick up the victory. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for the uh, the old bunkhouse brawl match here. Um, <laughs> now, I uh, let me let me. I think I've I think I've been pretty supportive of of AEW so far, and I've not bitched and picked on little things like production value when they cut to Chris Jericho um, and we can't hear him. Um, but Ooh, that was tough. Caught Matt Hardy's attention in the ring, um, <laughs> and then we still couldn't hear him, and then we still couldn't hear him. Just brutal, brutal mistakes still being made by their production team that. Um, that just 
cheapens the look of their it was, product. That, that one was a tough one. That one Sorry. was a tough one. Love the moment when Adam Page came flying. Oh, man. That's an impressive run in cowboy boots. It is an impressive run, but uh, you need to hide him a little bit better because you released him from the 50-yard line on the side, and you saw him run the opposite direction, <laughs> loop around. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even notice that, really? Yeah. Ooh. Fuck. Once you see that, you're like, oh, it's so bad. You just see this little flash dug out of the thing, way out of the way, and then run straight up the line. So um, that that was another little thing. Just have a fucking different can- – I don't, I don't know Uh-oh, all those spadoodios. Yeah, what was that? Uh-oh, Spadudios. It was a rough one. Yeah. All that bitching being said, super excited for this match. Uh, anything should really happen. I'm going to go with the Elite because, like Charlie said, they need to win matches. Yeah. Uh, Matt. <laughs> what? What voice was that? Dude? I don't fucking know. <laughs> that Charlie's voice? No, sure. no, no. That was me speaking very calmly to Charlie to calm him down. He's very excited. He is. He is excited. He is like a dog in heat right now, and he just needed <laughs> calm down. Fair enough. All right. Um, yeah, I had the elite too. Just, um, just for the sheer factor that you know, it's it's Matt Hardy. And they can't have like all of their new toys lose in the the first showcase of them. That's fair. Um, Devin has the elite picking up the win. Charlie says this is when Adam Page turns on the elite. What? Uh, that that moment that uh, they've kind of been somewhat alluding to over the past couple of months. Um, oh, he says. Charlie. Charlie says he's a heel. Uh, and, uh, he says BT dubs Grimes greater than page, by the way. So shots fired across the bow. Although, uh, Charlie is more of an NXT guy than an AEW guy, uh, for sure. I know he's a big NXT guy. Is he talking about Vic Grimes and that nasty ass folly? Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, all right. I do enjoy Cameron Grimes. I'm not going to lie. I fucking, it's intriguing. Love Trevor Lee. I love the whole gimmick. I think the Cameron Grimes gimmick uh, fits him really well. So um, I just can't. I can't co-sign that, Charlie, man. Yeah, I, like. Adam Page is a star, and he's not He's not turning here either. I'm, uh, they want you to think, man. Obvious, they want you to think. Obviously, I'm more of a WWE guy. I know, shocking. Oh, um, but uh, Hangman Page is probably one of my favorite guys in, in wrestling right now. Um like I, I love it between like you know him being a, you know cowboy shit and him being a, a drunk um and and a, a fucking sprint on a football field in cowboy boots like I, everything everything he does I enjoy I think the guy is uh is definitely a big time star I, I he, he enjoys your work too well, well that's I I appreciate that I'm glad he listens and and he's a fan Let me um before we move on here sure though, sure. Is- Ryan, are you a bigger fan of Cameron Grimes than Big Jim was of Cameron? Oh, God. <laughs> no, I mean, when, when Cameron is your favorite diva of all times. Um, not true. You know, there's there's no way you can do that. I, so Cameron Grimes is not my favorite, favorite diva. Mm. Um, up there, though, for sure. Not It's not even a thing. That's not even... Jim, you absolutely. Why do you deny your your Come Cameron on, love? Not even. Come on now. Got to be better than that. 
Um, how did that even start if it wasn't true? I, I don't know how that started. I feel like there's things that get started that aren't true. All right. I mean, if you if you think of all the recurring themes on Three Count Thursday, they all have truth to them. Um, wrong side of 30, um, trained by Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> 22 Jim, minutes 22 minutes Jim's love of Cameron I mean they all just follow a pattern like we don't just make these things up I mean I don't know I don't even remember exactly when 0% chance okay There's look that one too. right but those are things that I like verbally boldly like either uh, you know, died on that hill, or I, I just, I'm like, this is going to happen. At no point in the history, yes. six year history you of said, this, I love Cameron. No, and I would give my virginity to her if I could get it back. <laughs> Come on, man. No, that is not true. That is that that is an untruth. That never happened on this show. Not in the six year history of this show did that actually happen. I'll look it up. I'm sure it's in the archives. It you also said you would never own pops. Um, you know, God damn, this is, uh, this is a, a history lesson and all the things that, uh, that, I, you know, f- except for this one about Cameron that apparently I've said that it turned out to be true. I don't know. The evidence just kind of adds up in favor of you saying that. But there's that saying about the exception of the rule. I feel like this Cameron thing is the exception of the rule. No, we we were looking at, at buying a cameo for one of the videos, and everybody was like, "We should do the Million Dollar Man." And Jim was like, "Dude, what about Cameron?" And luckily, we went with the Million Dollar Man. I don't, I don't think Cameron I ever said, "Hey, what video. about Cameron?" I don't think I ever said that. I, I'll, I'll find the text if you can. If you can find it's the in, text it's in the group chat, okay. Please go back and find that. I, I, I mean, we all have time right now. I, I, we do. We have all the time. Our, Someone call my mama. You love Cameron. Charlie says what, that. What costs more, a cameo from Cameron or a month of Sonny's OnlyFans? Oh, God. What's the question? <laughs> now. What more, the cameo from Cameron or a month of Sonny's OnlyFans? What costs more? <laughs> oh, the cameo from Cameron for sure. Well, see, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and say the uh, a month of uh, Sonny's OnlyFans. But only because after that month expires, the cost that you're going to have to spend in therapy to unsee what you just saw for the last month um, is going to be uh, a, a lot more costly than a cameo from uh, from Cameron. Charlie says, hashtag she pooted. Um, That's natty. Oh, well, I mean, they're, they're all interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's uh let's move on here again uh, AEW is this Saturday don't forget that they are a Saturday Saturday night pay-per-view uh company as opposed to a Sunday uh pay-per-view company um this I I saw a, a story about this pop up uh whether or not the WWE uh should or or might uh use the uh, wrestlers uh, ringside as fans, kind of like AEW does. Uh, I saw this uh, pop up on PW Insider uh, late last week uh, or over the weekend. Um, yeah, either using the superstars from the the show or um, like performance center uh, superstars use them at ringside 
uh, as fans. Um, but apparently Vince McMahon not uh, not too keen on that idea, so don't expect uh, to see WWE copying the uh, the AEW model on that one. Uh, obviously, no word on on whether or not AEW doing that influences Vince's decision. But if uh, you know history and rumor and innuendo prove true, uh, that's probably at least part of it. Um, would you guys want to see WWE move to move to that style, having some you know be, no matter if it's if it's workers or or as some of the um, restrictions in the state of Florida uh, begin to ease up? I mean, I know uh, the 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 uh, the the not the boardwalk, but the the like merchant area at uh at universal or at disney opened up yesterday and i think disney is like outlined uh their i think they'll be open to the public in early june so i mean we're obviously seeing some of the restrictions in the state of florida ease up like do you hope to see the wwe continue with empty shows uh or would you like to see them go to a small number of fans uh at ringside model like aew Jim, I was busy looking up uh, Cameron's cameo costs, so I didn't get the full question. But to book a cameo from Cameron costs you forty United States dollars. That's too much. To book one month. A small loan of a million dollars of, of Tammy Sitch's OnlyFans. It is only twenty nine ninety nine a month, and she has two over two thousand uh, fans um, subscribing to her uh, to Come her OnlyFans site. So twenty nine ninety nine. You can get one month of sunny, saggy boobies oh my and um, other pictures for you. I don't know what she puts up there. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a subscriber. What? Oh no. If her Facebook post is any indication, she doesn't really hold back from what she. <laughs> Apparently, posts. no, she doesn't. And good on her, dude. I don't even care. Good on her. For yeah, real. You're making. Her. You're making what sixty thousand dollars a month. I. Would much rather spend the thirty bucks for Sonny than a forty dollar cameo for Cameron Jim. What would you spend your money on? Uh, out of those two, yes, <laughs> uh, the Cameron cameo. Yeah, fucking knew it. Thank you for admitting it. Move on. <laughs> that was such a long way to just to get me to say that. Uh, it's not. It's not. So, would you like to see the WWE have some sort of fan? presence at uh, at ringside yes absolutely mad i'm not in the same sense that aew does like i don't want to see uh other wrestlers from wwe watching plus like it would make it a little weird during the uh the fiend or bray wyatt promos <laughs> um although i mean now that i'm thinking of it like if <laughs> if Naomi's sitting front row and Huskis is next to her heckling, I mean that, that could that, be a lot of fun actually. I'd be all right with that. But um some fan interaction would be nice um if they get to that point. And I think we are getting close, but I don't want to see them following suit with what AEW is doing just because I think that's unique to AEW and I do love that they do that. Yeah, Charlie said um, that Cornette had said the, the idea that um, you know the WWE's, WWE has over a hundred talents signed to the P- Performance Center. Test them, bring their significant others, and and there uh, is your uh, there's your audience right there. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't know if you want to go with like that many people. Uh, just again because 
you know, as of right now, you are kind of trying to promote the uh, safety precautions uh, as they were. Um, but in terms of when fans might uh, return to uh, WWE, uh, this came from uh, WrestleVotes on Twitter. He said uh, on Tuesday, he said, I asked the source for an update on live events returning. Uh, this, it, it will remain status quo as is for now. Uh, the plan remains to return to live audience when permitted, which then depends will depend on each state. It's still a tricky situation. He says he wouldn't hold his breath uh, for anything prior to around July. So, uh, you know, and, and again, we're starting to see things ease up. Um at various locations around the country. So obviously, uh, at some point, we're, we're probably going to see some fan presence. Like if, if the college football world is leading us to believe anything, um, you know, they're kind of exploring if and how many fans are going to be allowed in stadiums come this fall. Uh, NFL teams are kind of weighing the same thing. So um, it could certainly be... Um, you know, within the next couple of months, Charlie says when fans do return, he says he has a hundred bucks that says Izzy's in the front row. Um, Brock Lesnar guys are probably going to be kicking the door of the performance center down too. Um, I saw this pop up. Uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard. Uh, there was an interview with Bruce Pritchard on uh, SI.com. Obviously, a lot of media coverage around the Undertaker. Uh, because of the the last ride series, which is again phenomenal. If you haven't checked that out yet, uh, unless you're doing what Matt's doing, waiting till it's all out, binge watching it, uh, I definitely recommend um, catching up on it. I think the third chapter uh, drops on the WWE Network this Sunday early in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on demand, so you can watch it at any time. Uh, you can also check their daily schedule. I know we had a question in the. In the comments on Sunday, somebody was asking about, like, well, is it airing? And I'm like, well, I mean, you can watch it at any time. But you can also go to the WWE Network um, uh, or the WWE homepage, and, and they have each day's schedule for the WWE Network. So you can check that out as well um, and see if and when it's actually going to be airing live, if you will, uh, on uh, on the network. So, um, but uh Part of the interview, Bruce Pritchard said that uh, the Undertaker, in in his opinion, is the WWE's greatest creation, and that Kane is their second greatest creation. And he talks about the the depth of story, um, the the depth of to, to each character, um, and and the length of time uh, that the character has been able to uh, to last, and the staying power um, of of each of them. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree that. Um, Kane is the number two creation all time of, of the WWE. I, 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 and this, the, the, the topic came through my head, um, is like, what do you guys think is the WWE's greatest creation? Um, and, and I mean, the, the undertaker has just always been up there. Like I've always considered that to be arguably, if not the best character, in the in the history of the wrestling business, um, at least the WWE. Um, but to you guys, and, and again, if you're in the live video, give it a share. I'd love to get a lot of interaction on this topic. But what do you think is WWE's greatest creation? Jim, I'm going to answer a, a bullshit answer in, in, in the cheap way out here. Their greatest creation is not a character. Their greatest creation itself is WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's fair. Like, you know, it, it, 
and and I was thinking back because when uh, they aired WrestleMania three on FS one the other week, and like just to see how different. I mean, obviously it's 30, 30 plus years time, but like how different that was. But if you think about like the time around when WrestleMania three ha- occurred, to fill a stadium that large with literally just a ring and a couple of screens for the people up in the note. Like I can't, I still can't believe like, obviously now it's just become second nature. Like if it's at a big football arena or a big football stadium, whatever, you know, people are going to be sitting way up top and watching, you know, the ring is just this little thing in the middle of a stadium. But at the time, like WrestleMania three was just to me is, is unfathomable that you're going to pay, I don't know what a ticket cost to it, but to sit way up at the top of the silver dome, brother. Um, and, and just, you know, and like the screens, it's not like the, the HD led screens that you have now. I, I tend to think that the beginning of that show, when it's still light out in that, the old inflatable dome, those probably, you probably couldn't see a whole lot on those screens, uh, at the start of WrestleMania. So, um, I think that's a great answer, Ryan. Uh, Matt, how about you? Um, I mean, when it if, if it's just in regards to character, it would have to be Undertaker, I would assume, just because, like, I feel like a lot of the other beloved wrestlers weren't really necessarily a creation by the WWE itself, but more so just an evolution from said wrestler. So, um you know, if, if we're saying non-wrestling related, then to piggyback off what Ryan's going with here, um, beyond WrestleMania is just the network itself um, and what they've been able to do with WWE Network um, in terms of getting a ton of fans to just buy back in just because of the ease of watching old stuff that they grew up with and a relatively low cost per month to enjoy all of that stuff, including new pay-per-views so um that would be on the business sense i think their best creation sure yeah no the the network and and you know and and when it comes down to it like you know i'm I'm looking at saturday night you know aew is a 50 dollar pay-per-view like i want to watch double or nothing that is like right now with everything going on like 50 bucks is a little salty to me. And and I know that that that's their that's their business model and they have four pay-per-views a year and they're all 50 bucks, but like when I'm paying $10 a month and I'm getting every pay-per-view and I'm getting, you know, NXT UK, which of course I watch all of their pay-per-views, Ryan, and uh and you know, <laughs> you have all the other content for $10, $50 for a for a 3-hour show is is somewhat of a of a hard bargain to uh to pitch me at this point but um yeah no the network obviously is a is a great one as well uh devin says the undertaker is their is their greatest creation lou says um I mean, he says he's not sure if it's a creation but the rock has to be the most successful thing to come out of wwe i mean it kind mm. of you know i it, i don't know if it's the most successful but i think he's the biggest crossover star. I'll agree with that. Um, you know, like crossing over into, into entertainment. Um, but I, uh, the giving him a real run for his money. What's that? 
Batista's giving him a run for his money at this point. He's not going to come close, but of all the crossovers, Batista's the closest, and you would think it would have been Cena, but... Yeah, and and I, I um, just hello blockers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did. Um, I saw. Was it? Did I watch? Was it Guardians of the Galaxy that I finally watched? And uh, I, I did enjoy it, Matt. Uh, Charlie says WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania uh, was their greatest creation. So Charlie agrees. Um with uh with ryan ryan i like your roman empire shirt in the background there (laughs) the resurrection of gavin stone man that is bought marine five and six not too long ago and i just still have not even watched them fighting fighting with my family was 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 pretty good i I enjoyed enjoyed that yeah i enjoyed that more than the big show show Ready to Rumble was five dollars on Amazon Prime to own in HD, so that that was an, an easy purchase as well. It's a great film. I, I yeah, I love Ready to Rumble. I, it, that's going to be one of the ones in the in the in the coming days that uh, as I spend time down here in Studio L uh, working on my WWE coloring book uh, that I'm going to throw on the old DVD I player. Have to have a, uh, I have to have a watch along party then. Oh, that's a good one. I, you know, I was thinking that, that we should do a uh, another match watch along this weekend uh, for Memorial Day weekend. We should throw one of those up here on the Facebook page, but we'll uh, we'll get the details out uh, on that one. Um, yeah, real quick, let me circle back to that question. I, I did a quick looking up again, and it really depends on how you want to look at that question of successful. Is that how was the question stated again? Uh, WWE's greatest creation. That's how. That's, that's how. Bruce... Well, I mean, that's such a, a bizarre, blanket, open statement. If you want to look at like financially and 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 things that moved merchandise, Undertaker probably doesn't crack the top seven, ten. If you really think back to like Taker, sure, March, there wasn't a ton of that in the era of like a new DX Sucket shirt, a new Austin Skull shirt, a new Rock Brahma Bull shirt. Um, and even beyond, you know, earlier to that, he had like those two shirts in the WWE catalog that you got with the WWE magazine. Like that, sure. there wasn't a ton of Undertaker merch to, to create a ton of, je- of revenue. Longevity, sure, but if you want to look at money making, you have to look at John Cena, right? As yeah. their greatest creation. Well, I think if you if you're gonna if you're going to the, to that um, to that aspect of it in terms of money and and merchandising and stuff like that i think without question stone cold steve austin number two it's it's john cena cena's number one or yeah oh no yeah absolutely oh right. see i would have headband wristband elbow thing shoulder pad whatever the hell it was oh i just A new t-shirt color every month for the kids john i cena i just i just would have thought that the how to hold in front of his face like every three Every three raws, he had a new one that he would hold out. That's true. I I just would have crowd and and hustle on down to the ring. <laughs> I just would have thought that. I mean, at the, the 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 peak of the the Attitude Era and the popularity and the the like. I mean, just the Austin three sixteen T shirt itself continues to print money. I mean, like you can still buy that on the WWE he was, shop. He was number two. It's not a shabby. No, it's not a shabby no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I, but I I am actually surprised that that. 
Cena surpassed him. To, to be hundred well, percent honest, you got to think about like they weren't churning the merchandise out back during. Well, the that's a good point too. They are now. I mean, there's a ton of wrestlers from the Attitude Era that probably don't have a shirt, but you know, Titus O'Neil <laughs> got multiple ones. Carmella had. Multiple I mean, shirts. like, yeah. I mean, oh, what is he wearing? Where's he going? We're losing him. Where'd he I go? Mean, Oh, the 24-7 championship has its own fucking shirt. Oh, why would you buy that? Why would you buy that? Now, that's as bad as the You Can't why? See Me shirt. Why wouldn't I buy that, Ryan? Why would I not buy that? I don't fucking know. Ryan, I've, I mean, I mean I've, I've done the social distance game, man. I mean, I... I feel like I am... the 24-7 champion for Three Count Thursday. <laughs> I feel like I am the home 24-7 champion. You are. You are. You are. So, again, I looked it up. Uh, Cena 1, Austin 2, The Rock 3. Okay. Kind of a surprise here. Hogan at 4. Like, not... maybe that's just a longevity thing where, you know, we came back, sold a shitload of shirts. I wonder if they, they accounted, like, if, if NWO stuff. Um, and it might. You know, or if they accounted any of his WCW uh, got accounted into that because of the purchase. That could be. That could be. And, uh, DX, number five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, those probably would have been around the five that I would have put for the top five of all time. Yeah. I mean, here's the great. Go back to the Attitude Era, Jim, um, and, and just think, like, as you had said about those Austin shirts, like, put yourself at, like, Green Dragon and how many bootleg shirts were made with the DX and the Austin shirt. Dude, like, I got there a... There was a shitload of bootlegs. I got a great story about... Uh, about the Green Dragon. It's funny that you mentioned Green Dragon. Charlie says he bought the uh, Carrion Cross shirt, uh, which is a solid one. I bought some masks this week from WWE Shop. I did the. Uh, uh, I think I did. I got. I got. I got. I got to look it up. But you. You bring up. Uh, I, I vividly remember this at the height of the the Austin three sixteen uh, popularity. But uh, we went to Green Dragon and like I got my allowance or whatever and. I uh, I found my way to one of the old bootleg shirt shirt areas, and I bought an Austin three sixteen shirt. Uh, and the instant that I showed it to my to my parents, <laughs> which this this was me screwing up. I should have waited till we got home. But the instant I showed it to him, my mom is like, "You can't have that." And I'm like, well, "What do you mean I can't have that?" She goes, "It's sacrilegious, you know. It's 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 not okay." So. We, she marched me back to the oh, vendor. No. Oh, yeah. She marched me back to the vendor and uh, made him refund the money. Because you know how things work there. You, there's, you know, all sales, final, this and that. But it was, uh, yeah. Mom You're got receipts. Mom got the money back. I, and only, only when I was uh, probably f- about 32 years old did I have my first Austin 316 shirt. And it was the one with the, uh, it, it was just like the red and uh, yellow outlined Austin 316 and the red skull on the back. Yeah, uh, yeah. I bought that one on the WWE shop. Mom didn't make, I mean, she did not make me return that one. If, if, if nobody knows, it's, it's a giant outdoor vendor flea market, flea market, farm market sort of thing. You get produce and a bunch of like bootleg bullshit bootleg purses you know the big thing surgical tools um, surgical tweezers those sort of things dental right, picks that sells like dog bones yeah which might be human we don't know probably human bones 
that they just like painted brown on it to make it look like it's like the the rawhide like the beef flavor right you know that imagine like the hillbilliest of hillbilly peoples that's who's walking around green dragon yeah so when we talk about intern mark has gone to roots market which is the same sort of a thing that's on roots is on a tuesday mark's been there like 500 straight weeks or something um green dragons like roots but like worse so um right it's like it's it's, it's Roots's fr- inbred cousin yeah it's on on Fridays, so you know if you're in the area of Ephrata, Pennsylvania tomorrow, um, they are still open. Go get your human bones and your COVID nineteen. So it'll be uh, it'll be a great. Ain't weekend. no one telling me to wear a mask at the Green Dragon. <laughs> um, uh, I, I bought t shirt purchase ever was the first uh, atomic show we went to. <laughs> Ryan bought the shirt <laughs> at the table, and I just look over and he's unfolding it. And it's for an event, and the date is for like three years into the future. <laughs> He's just looking at the shirt with like, I think it was in what, like 2015 we went, and the date on this is like August of 2017. Yeah, yeah. It was the wrong day for sure. <laughs> um, I bought I the. You said like Saturday. And if you looked at the date, it was like a Thursday or yeah. something. Yeah, it was, it was a bad shirt. Yeah, I think what, we just passed shirt. that date like a year ago, I think. Yeah, we did. I'll have to see if I still have that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I bought the... It was, uh, it was on the bargain counter, I believe. The, the masks I bought, uh, I bought the Fiend mask, the oh, nice. the WWE Championship mask, and I actually went Ultimate Warrior with uh, with the third one. Uh, so I'm, I might I might grab a couple off of the... Uh, the pro Bret Hart one where it's just like... Oh come on, <laughs> come on! This it looks like a normal mouth, but it's just a little little loopy on the one side. God dang it, Bobby! Come on now, that's <laughs> not okay. Uh, I'm probably gonna, I might look at some of the couple of the ones on the uh, pro wrestling tees. Uh, the, what's that? They're AEW ones. Who the fuck is asking you to buy them? Well, I mean, I gotta get Le Champion, Chris Jericho's uh, mask. Fair. He's a WWE he's, guy. He's an ex-WWE guy. Maybe a Moxley one. Or a Matt Hardy one. Um, Charlie says, anyone else looking forward to Brawl for All next week? He's Oh, I mean Riddle and Thatcher in a cage. I mean, that should be a banger. Uh, for sure. Um Ryan, I think you had did you told you told me you might have a topic a point of discussion if you will. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. If yeah, you let's uh quick. let's hit that. A bit of a point of discussion as we recorded the pre-show post show for a Patreon page. Also, you can hop up on Patreon. Uh last weekend I watched the very first uh what the fuck did I watch? In Son your house. The very in first in your house. Your house. The very first match. Which was the old uh, the old Bret Hart banger with um, uh, Hakushi, Hakushi, yes, uh, with with Hakushi and racist um, commentary, and the yeah that one that one borderlined on a little icky. It does not um, age well to twenty twenty. I'll say that. Nah, it uh, doesn't. Excuse me. It doesn't. I don't know if. Uh, yep. No, it doesn't. And sure don't. and surprisingly enough, I don't think it was Jerry the King Lawler on commentary. It was Vince no. and Doc Hendricks and on Doc, commentary. And I actually like them on commentary. Not a bad commentary team, but let's be honest: Doc Hendricks and Jerry Lawler probably not that far apart. Do do do. <laughs> but yeah, very racist commentary and lots of maneuvers on the commentary as well. Lots of maneuvers. I actually, like I said, I actually enjoyed 
Vince's and 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 Doc's like chemistry being able to talk back and forth. Doot, doot. But you can hear Vince go to the maneuver word many a times when he doesn't know what to call um, what he actually saw in the ring. So you can check that out on there as well on Patreon page, patreon.com slash three count Thursday, along with today's pre-show post-show. When I gave Jim the heads up, Matt, you weren't with us. Couldn't have given you the heads up. My apologies, Haas. Um, that's all right. I, I didn't, I didn't really think ahead either. So yeah, that's fair. I saw it out on the Twitters. I didn't write down answers either. I wrote down the idea. That's how I wrote. So I'm fucking <laughs> myself. Um, the idea was to pick two stars that you think are going to be the flag bearers in the future for every brand, for NXT, for AEW, and then Raw and SmackDown, like the main roster. So looking five years ahead, who do you think the future stars would be? Example, AEW obviously is going to be Chris Jericho. Obviously. The young buck, Chris Jericho, way ahead, you know. Um, but for real, I, I, like my AEW would absolutely be Sammy Guevara. I think he has star written all over him. Um, and Jim, I don't, I don't know how you would feel about this one. Um, but I also, I also, I was torn Darby Allen. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I went jungle boy. I think he has a ton of upside, a great look, um, and a great work style that I think could translate well into the future. So those are my two AEW picks. We can do everybody's AEW, NXT, Raw, SmackDown. Um, I, I think, I think hangman page, um, has the opportunity to, to absolutely uh, hang on and, and be a uh, huge star uh, in AEW. And Lou, um, we, we didn't cover anything uh, XFL related. I, I did catch that news uh, earlier today. So if you if you hang on, uh, we will we will probably touch on that here. We can touch on that before we close out. Um, I'm going to go Hangman and man, like five years feels like such a long time. Um, but uh I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go MJF. I just feel like that guy. I mean, I know he's he's already near the top and one of the more featured players in AEW, but um, he's he's just got so much potential to kind of be the the rock, if you will, of of AEW. Dude, MJF's 24 years old. Five years puts him at 29, yeah. right in like the sweet spot. That's career. the right side of 30 still at that point. Believe it or not, it is. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, MJF was one that I was thinking. I also um, could see them, you know, down the road really building this feud in terms of couples. Um, you know, Cody and Brandy need need that couple to feud with, and, and why not, um, you know, have it be Kip and Penelope. So um, I could see them really putting a lot into those two as well. Solid, solid. Yeah, really good answer. I mean, Kip, I think, is pretty young, too. So yeah, really good answer. Um, we'll go NXT and then and then I'll just call it main roster. I don't want to do Raw and SmackDown split. I don't think that's necessary. We'll just call it main roster again, assuming nobody gets called up. Um, my uh, my NXT choices would be uh, Karrion Cross. Obviously, I think Killer Cross. I um maybe it's just the flavor of the month right now, but I am so hot on on what they're doing. I love the entrances to the presentation. Um, his interaction with Scarlett, I think, is fantastic. I. I Super, super hot on on them. Um, my other one's kind of a little lesser known. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Jake Atlas, um, cruiserweight competitor uh, in the cruiserweight classic right now, or the cruiserweight, <coughs> excuse me, championship match or um, tournament, whatever, whatever they're calling it. Um, if you remember back to the um, 
2018 undercover boss episode with Stephanie McMahon. Um, Jake Atlas was the guy in the gym with oh, okay. that yeah. um, like wanting to be a wrestler. So that story has so much that they can tell in the future. So I think maybe not today, a lot of people can see it, but in five years that that story is going to have so much that they can tell and really call back to, uh, to the undercover boss episode. Um, I believe he is out. Um, so kind of a mm, five yes. years from now, you, they, you can, you know, center around a, 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 a homosexual performer. I don't want to say gay character cause that's not what he's portraying, but, um, somebody that is, that is out. Um, there's just so much good that can come from something like that. So Jake Atlas, would All be right. my number two. Um, I know for mine for NXT, I know he's he's being a, a he's a featured player, um, somewhat on on the main roster on Raw right now. Um, but Austin Theory, um, you know, I I think I think Austin Theory being the the featured player, a featured player on Monday Night Raw right now, is a product of the current situation. I don't think he is pushed to the main roster in the Zelina Vega stable. Um, without the pandemic and without the empty arena era. So I think coming out of this, I think you could see him settle back, quote-unquote, um, to, to NXT and be a shining star there. The guy's, what, 20 years old, 21 years 22. old? I mean, he, he's incredibly young and incredibly talented and, and can be an absolute flag bearer uh, for that brand. Um, and since we're talking five years from now, my uh, my other featured player here is uh, once AEW is put out of business by the WWE, uh, Riho will be a featured NXT Women's Champion uh, post post the uh, the rise and fall of All Elite Wrestling. You're a whore. <laughs> All right. Um, to kind of piggyback off of the first pick for Jim, um, because I do really like the Austin Theory pick. Um, so just knowing who's in Evolve right now, since that's kind of the the step Evolve and then NXT, I would say AR Fox uh, would be a pretty decent chance of getting to NXT um, and making a run there. And then in terms of the women's side of things at NXT, haven't seen too much from her there yet, but I think there's potential, but that's going to be Shotzi Blackheart just from everything we've seen from her on the indie scene. I think that she could be kind of, a staple in that women's roster um take them back to the way they used to be in terms of like the four horse women yeah that's that's really solid i think they had a really good shotzi package last night on the nxt show i uh got about halfway through that i believe that was last night that i that i saw that but her like riding around on a tank <laughs> talking about the some other women in in nxt so uh yeah they can strap a rocket to her and um, she's just so unique. She's a great, great call, Matt. Um, main roster. Uh, I ended up with two tag team folks. Um, not on purpose, but I think we, we will see the Shawn Michaels uh, rise out of these two tag teams, and the Marty Jannetty's will be sent uh, to the back and eventually out of the <laughs> WWE. Wow. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, McCall, like I see it. But um, we're going to see Otis. I think there's uh, main events, main events, uh, star power with him. Again! Yeah, no, Tucky's gone. I'm we're... sorry, Tucky. Tucky's not there. Tucky, there's Tomato not much chips. there on Tucky. Poor Tucky. Um, not much there on Tucky, but uh, I think Otis Otis, we can have a lot of fun with. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, 
I'm going to go with Montez Ford, man. I think the guy's an absolute star. He can be a single star. Um, unfortunately for Dawkins, that'll, that'll send Dawkins packing as well. But Montez Ford, the guy has a superstar just written all over him. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see those. Uh, mine are uh, Bianca Belair. I, I think she uh, absolutely has the potential to be a um, a generational star for the WWE and, and the women's division. Um, and man, five years from now, uh, I'm going to go a man that is that is going to proudly carry the WWE championship five years from now. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Uh, he's he's more beast than man. Uh, Brock Lesnar, five years uh-huh. from now, will be a flag bearer for the WWE. Yeah, he'll be on the right side of 40, <laughs> I'm sure. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I actually had Bianca in mind, too, so I'll, I'll just still use that answer just because I think that there's so much that they can do with her. Um, so young, very athletic. I think the fans love her. Um, and then in terms of the men's side, you know, we, we always kind of look to see who's killing it in NXT. Um, that's going to be the next person, you know, we saw it with Rollins. Um, and I think the, the next one is obviously going to be Adam Cole, um, that they would just trust to, to hold any title, either Raw or SmackDown. But I mean, Adam Cole makes a ton of sense to be the face of your company in five years yeah, for, for, sure. for WWE. And, and on the subject of Otis, um, do we have the clip yet from Money in the Bank where he's just holding the pie and he goes, mm, purr. <laughs> no, I should probably get that one, though, because that was pretty spectacular. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that, that Otis is uh, – there's so much potential there. And I know he's not for everybody. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily get it. Um, but the dude's over as fuck right now. And I, you know, and I think I, I, I also agree. And I don't remember who I saw say it or heard say it. Um, but I don't know if Otis wins the money in the bank championship, the money in the bank briefcase, if we don't have the empty arena stuff. Like, I, I, I mean, I, the, the pop would have been huge. I, I, but I, I just think that there's certain people that have gotten, uh, that have benefited from the, the from the empty arena stuff and I think I think uh Otis is one of them. Um Yeah, you know, I don't think you're wrong there. I mean he's twenty eight right now, he's thirty three in five years. Yeah. I don't I, I yeah, you know what? Otis in five years, he will at least have one championship uh championship reign. I wanna say thirty three was the age that yes that whoever the person was It was just... Randy Orton. Okay. Randy yeah. Orton was <laughs> Was uh, you know yeah for whatever reason thirty three seemed to be the and if you look at like who like some of the top players are in in W all of them all of them are on the wrong side of thirty at this point you know are just about all of them, um, but uh, Orton forty now so yeah so I mean six years ago even thirty four so yeah I think that I think that's right, what he it was, was on the wrong side because yeah, I think I said thirty for some reason thirty three was the age that stuck out as the wrong side and and he was one year past he was one year past expired so um but l- let's get to lose topic here real quick cuz he asked about the the XFL um and uh I saw this I saw this come up uh it was either yesterday or today um but it it, it appears that the athletic uh reported that Vince McMahon may be looking to buy uh the XFL out of bankruptcy court um, and, and this is an interesting thing that this 
that that, that filing bankruptcy uh, on the XFL is is not something atypical of of businesses. I mean, we saw this week. Um, I think it was what. Pier One Imports, J.C. Penney. There's a couple others that have filed bankruptcy, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going out of business. It means that they, you know, they are restructuring the the, the company. Um, you know, the XFL folded, filed bankruptcy, uh, and now there's 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 been in- inquiries, at least in uh, St. Louis and Seattle, about reinstating lease agreements um, with uh, with the uh, venues in in those cities. So. Um, it's definitely going to be something that uh, that we keep an eye on, um, both from a, a a wrestling Vince McMahon standpoint and uh, me as a sports fan because I did enjoy what the XFL was doing. Um, obviously, a global pandemic that shuts the world down uh, didn't bode well for a a, a first year uh, athletic league. But um, you know, I I have a hard time believing that uh, it, it would survive. Uh, you know. Being able to come back, but you know, crazier things have happened, I suppose, and and it'll be, just be something that we uh, kind of keep tabs on. It'll be good shit. <laughs> All right, just a few more things here. Uh, the Intercontinental Title Tournament started up last week on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan. I'm out. Oh yes, go ahead. Really though, realistically, Jim, zero percent chance this comes back. Right, zero percent chance that the XFL comes back. Zero percent. Zero percent zero point you want to see it come back do you even give a shit at this point I'd, I'd be fine with it coming back if it doesn't come back it doesn't come back but i'd be fine with it i enjoyed it okay but you're not heartbroken no no in the the grand scheme of things uh no i'm not i'm not heartbroken over the loss of the xfl matt what say you so you point it down because i'm i'm above you on my screen so uh, that's fine. Yeah, you're you're, not, you're, you're below on, on mine as well. Ryan's yes. Ryan's that way. You're that way. Okay, so Jim Jim's this way. Ryan Jim's this way for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if, you, if you were to pull it up like how it's streaming, I believe right now, um, to the left would say Jimbo, to the right is Ryan, and then mm-hmm. to the bottom would be Matt. Yeah, Matt. Well, I'd say it's really funny that that the the broadcast, which is coming off of my computer, is different than the screen that I'm looking at. So if I look at the broadcast screen, it's different than the actual screen. You know what? We should just say fuck it and not do these anymore then. No, I dis- I disagree. I think this is a good thing. <laughs> what a maneuver. <laughs> Matt, are you heartbroken over the XFL? Oh, is that the question? I thought it was, do I think it's coming back? Either or. First, percentage that it's coming back. Zero percent chance. Perfect. Yes. Um, and then am I heartbroken? No. Um I mean, I will say, though, like I did spend a solid two hours the other weekend watching Cornhole. So uh, <laughs> you too, huh? That, like if 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 the XFL was still around, I would be enjoying it. And I would probably like have my New York Guardians tattoo idea already planned out. Um, so I do hope it does make come back just because I liked what they were doing. I really liked the kickoff thing. Yeah, I, that was solid. Um, I don't necessarily like the the one, two, and three point extra point thing that they had, but they did have some really fun like ideas to incorporate into football. And I would have liked to see like by next season what they would have evolved into um, in terms of like playing around with the rules. Um, I liked being able to hear the coaches, so I, I do miss it. 
but I'm not heartbroken that it's not around. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, back when the, the quarantine and everything first started, I mean, I watched uh, like marble racing and uh, slippy steps climbing on ESPN 8, the Ocho. So uh, if you give me an opportunity to watch actual football, I would take the Arena Football League back at this point. Yep. Uh, I would take the XFL back. Uh, I would take the AAF back. Uh, I, I would t- not go too far. Uh, that's fair. I would not take the AAF. <laughs> Jim, back. Are you, are you excited for ultimate tag? Uh, I recorded ultimate tag. Um, it seemed kind of uh, American gladiators ish uh, on the commercials. So I'm going to check that out. I'm also going to check out a uh, Holy moly season two uh, this, this Sunday. I didn't, I didn't watch like every week last year, but uh, I am, I am probably going to, Watch it. My my wife saw the commercial for Holy Moly and said that she's actually interested in it. So we'll, I have that set to record. Um, there is live golf on this weekend. Tiger Woods, the the Tiger, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Uh, that airs Sunday uh, at three o'clock on uh, AEW Channel TNT and TBS and all those. Um, but no, I, I I would and I I too like you, Matt. I did watch some of the uh, cornhole. Uh, really invested into that. It was, was crazy. I was like <laughs> cheering on people. I was like, "Oh, it's throw that goddamn bag!" <laughs> yeah, it got intense. I was like, "Man, I really do miss sports." Not enough to watch the horse challenge that they did on ESPN because that was god awful, dude. Like, so, so the time. horse thing. It was really funny because, like, the first week that everything was shut down, uh, Preston and Steve on WMMR did a did a something similar to the horse thing where they had like callers uh calling i forget exactly how they did it and theirs was produced so much better than what es fucking pn put on uh it was it was baffling um i mean i only caught like five seconds of the espn one because it, it well, was so there was just like no continuity from it like it was bad chauncey Billups versus trey young and chauncey has like an actual basketball court in his backyard and he's like <laughs> all right i'm taking a three and then Trey Young's like, okay, well, I'm going to shoot from my garbage can here in the driveway. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> first of all, how do how do all of these guys not have a basketball net at their house? Like, like they had the net, but it's like it's like what we would have had in our driveways growing up. Like, like it's crazy. Don't have painted lines or anything. Like when they did one of those like charity concert things, Elton John had to have a piano shipped to where he was. I'm like, how does Elton John not have a piano? Like, I just assume that that's a thing that Elton John has. Like, I assume Tiger Woods has a golf hole in his backyard. Like, like if you're a golfer, you have golf holes. If you're a basketball player, you have a basketball net. Like, Elton John has was a Elton, piano. Was Elton at his house? I, I don't know if he was at his house or just a, a property that he stays at when he's in the States or something. But still, I mean. Like, have you, have you tried to move a fucking grand piano? It's not an easy thing to do. Well, I don't, don't think I don't think Elton is a piano gym. Like I don't think Elton and his husband and his kid are lifting the damn piano onto a moving truck, but I would be under the assumption that he has, I don't know, movers that move the fucking piano. Multiple pianos, like it's not like Elton John's strapped for cash. He's like, "Hey, I, <laughs> right? I really can afford to put a grand piano in this house." Like, you know, yeah, let's pick airport. up let's pick up the one from the British house and move it here to the to New York City. Gotta tighten our belts, family. Like, come on, man! Concerts, concerts are drying up right now. He he made the fiscal choice. I, I guess, man. He, he's not Billy Joel. Tap the brakes. 
All right, let's uh, let's keep going here. Uh, Intercontinental title tournament kicked off last weekend. Uh, Daniel Bryan defeated Drew Gulak on SmackDown in Gulak's final hour with the WWE. Um, and then uh, Elias defeated King Corbin to advance to the second round. Coming up tomorrow night, Jeff Hardy will take on Sheamus in the opening round of the Intercontinental title tournament. And then uh, AJ Styles will take on Shinsuke Nakamura in uh, in the final opening round matchup. Um, so Daniel Bryan, Elias, Jeff Hardy or Sheamus, AJ Styles, Nakamura. Um, what do you guys hope that the final match in this tournament is? And who do you hope comes out as the new Intercontinental champion? Oh, and third God, part to the question. And third part of the question. Do you care who the Intercontinental champion will be? I wasn't listening again. Um, so I'm going to say Santana Garrett shows up again <laughs> and uh, does a crossover thing. And I heard you say Daniel Bryan. So I'm going to say Daniel Bryan, Santana Garrett in the finals, and Bryan will win. Very good, Matt. I don't care, though. Okay. <laughs> so I, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't looked at like the seedings, but it could end up being – Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. It could. Bond. It could. Right. They are in separate regions, if you will. And that's that's what I would like to see. Um doesn't matter between those two who has the belt. I think both of them could do good things with it. Do I care? Not really. Um and then fourth follow-up question here. Um, of all the people involved in this IC tournament, is there anyone wrestler whose shirt you do not own? Because I do not own Corbin, but I have a shirt for everyone else. Sadly, including Sheamus. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I hope that the final match is Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I hope that AJ Styles is your new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I mildly care, um, which is such a shame to say about the uh, the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Jason in the comments says, uh, Honky Tonk Man will return and be the new Intercontinental Champion. Um uh, and, and to the fourth part of the question, I don't own a Jeff Hardy shirt. I used to own a Seamus shirt. Um, and I do not own a Drew Gulak shirt. Hmm. So three, th- so five out of eight, I, I do own though. Shit, I'm missing one. Who is the, who's the other? Styles, Daniel Bryan, Corbin, Hardy. Uh, so it's, it's Brian Gulak, Hardy, Seamus. Elias, King Corbin, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh boy, that's tough. I don't I don't own an Elias shirt. I own an Elias scarf though. You, do. you own the scarf? It was a Christmas yeah, gift for me. Oh, that's right. Well, you do you also you bought the guitar picks, didn't you? I do have the guitar picks. The guitar picks are cool. They're actually pretty close. I'll try to find one. I know they're somewhere around my desk. I should have bought those. Um, I don't have a Gulak shirt. I have uh, the towel, though. The amazing Gulak Oh, towel. I have an amazing Gulak's towel, so I do own a Drew Gulak merch. You have my amazing Gulak's towel. I do, but I also have one of my own somewhere. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, okay, okay. But yes, yours yours is the one that used to hang in the studio. The one that's hanging up. Yeah, I have a Hardy shirt, but it's like a size large. Ain't fitting me, but I have it for some reason. A nice reason. head, like a bandana. Yeah, if I ever need something. But yeah, so uh, yeah, two out of three ain't bad, like Meatloaf said. So you both own Corbin shirts. Uh, that was another Christmas gift. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure I bought Ryan 
the King Corbin shirt, and I bought myself the King Corbin shirt. Okay. I almost owned the Lone Wolf Corbin shirt from when he was in NXT. Uh, okay. Yeah, I hated the Lone Wolf, but I like King Corbin. Pull the trigger on it. <laughs> End of days. Um, to be fair, the Elias shirt I own, it's technically Lauren owns it because she loves Elias. I love Elias. I bought his first one. I, I don't have... I had the original Elias tour shirt. I like and, and I like that they did it that way. Like his first two shirts were, uh, it's a solid pick. Um, that they uh, they did like you know like a band's tour shirt. I think that was solid. Exactly. Oh, that's even cooler. That third okay. pick is even cooler. Solid one, yeah. Sunday was like a, a showcase of the most random merch we own. Like that we bought. Like I, I know I have the like the John Cena dog tags that Ryan gave me for Christmas. <laughs> the, the Daniel Bryan toothbrush that Ryan gave me for Christmas, but like oh, dude, so much random shit. Stuff that I've like personally gone out and bought for myself. I'll have to like pull that together. Yeah. Just I know I've got a couple of like pendants that have come in like the mystery boxes. Like I think I have like a Braun Strowman pendant, like a John Cena pendant uh hanging out somewhere. But yeah, I'll have to try and maybe dig some up. Um all right, couple of uh news pieces before we uh wrap up the show this week. The Undertaker. Uh, it was reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the uh, Undertaker signed a new 15-year contract with the WWE back in 2019. That contract will keep him with the company until 2034, giving him one of the longest tenures for anyone uh, in the uh, company's history, let alone for a wrestler. Um, he will uh, obviously will keep him affiliated with the WWE for the length of the deal. Um, now... <laughs> At least, I mean, I don't, I, I don't assume that he's going to be wrestling through twenty thirty four, but, <laughs> but uh, I just think that um, this is one of those things where it, you know it kind of becomes a legends deal and a retirement package um, for him, and and kind of it more of a thank you uh, for your years of service is the way I kind of look at it. Um, but uh, it, not surprising if there's anybody that that is going to have a. a you know, deal until the end of time, uh, I would imagine it would be good old Mark Calloway. Yeah, no, I think this is um, well-deserved for for Mr. Calloway, the Undertaker. Um, I don't know how we can, you know, even describe him anymore um, because the curtain's been so jerked back. Oh, dude, it's, it's, it, it's been insane to think about. Yeah. Really, it is. Matt, you're going to absolutely love I don't want to talk too much about it. Um, but you're absolutely going to love the um, love the documentary. But uh, it's really cool to know, like it took one Starcast signing, right? That right. never even happened for Vince McMahon to open that wallet and be like, "Hey, big guy!" Right? Because never have this yeah, he again. he was announced for for Starcast, and then like Conrad was like, mm, "Hey, hey, probably not going to happen, folks." Um, and then uh, it came out that Undertaker signed a new deal. There wasn't a, a length on that deal. And now it's come out that it's 15 years, pretty much the the, the lifetime deal. Brett never got, yeah. um, and uh, you know, but yeah, it's it, this one. This one's kind of a no brainer, but good call on that one, right? Yeah, I mean, I it, know it is well deserved. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's akin to like a legends deal. I think any sports company would do with with their big name players. I know, like if they're not signed, they're involved as like a consultant or something like Iverson and Dr. J do a lot with the Sixers. I mean, the Eagles do a ton of that, like with Dawkins, with Westbrook. So 
um, it makes sense and it is much deserved uh, to take care of. Well, isn't that kind of like what Eric Lindros just signed on back with the Flyers? Like he's kind of like a goodwill ambassador for like the Flyers. Like, you know, I think it's that kind of a kind of a situation. I love I love that we're talking about goodwill and, and, and new contracts and things like that. Is there any other sport contracts anybody would want to talk about? News coming out today, anything about any other quarterbacks? Contract. No, there's no there was no actual news today. I don't uh... No 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 news today. No, no, there was rumor, rumor th- and innuendo, huh? Yeah, some rumor and innuendo today. Okay. But uh you know, so so there's nothing to really talk about. Uh, Jason has a quick question here in the comments. He says he binged uh, a ton of the dark side of the ring. He is now depressed. Yeah, it's a that's a tough series to binge watch. Um but he says, Could there ever be a bright side of the ring? If so, what stories would they cover? Um I mean, I think that would be a, a great spinoff, uh, especially if the uh, if the people who produce Dark Side would would go that route. Um, in terms of what they would cover, uh, Edge came back. Um, you know, John Cena has done a lot of make a wit. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know that I don't know that. Like, I mean, here's the thing: big time wrestling fans would watch it, but I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna grab anybody new uh with a bright side like you know that like good news doesn't, doesn't sell that shit doesn't sell tv Nobody like wants like to care. dateline like dateline in 2020 and all that shit. they don't do good stories it's always the you know the the murdered housewife and the babysitter and stuff like that so it, it's uh yeah i i mean i would watch it but i i don't think you're going to actually see it go give uh go give aew referee bryce remsberg a follow on social medias he had been talking about this for a few weeks um, and was taking some suggestions from fans um, of, of, of potential topics if he were to ever do or um, or anybody would ever do a bright side of the ring. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of them I know are, uh, you know, independents. Obviously, um, the creation of AEW was, I think, one of them. Jarvis Cottonbelly um, <laughs> was, was one. So uh, a lot of really fun answers. But read through them. Give uh, give our friend Bryce, former guest of the show, give him a follow on social media. But had talked about that. Yeah, uh, and, and speaking of uh, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, you know, obviously uh, the the Owen Hart episode aired this week, and, and um, you know, it was it was a uh, it was a rough watch. I'm not gonna lie that that one uh, that one you learned a lot that you, that we didn't know before, um, which is what has just been uh, what I've enjoyed about the the Dark Side series. Um, but, uh, around the, the, the release of the series, Martha Hart has done a series of interviews, including one, uh, with Forbes. Um, and, and as part of it, she spoke on whether or not Owen Hart, and this is a topic we've discussed numerous times, uh, over the six year history of this show, whether Owen Hart will ever, um, go into the WWE hall of fame. I know he's been inducted to at least one pro wrestling hall of fame but she said i would never let a company i held responsible for owen's death try to honor him especially with a fake hall of fame that doesn't even really exist uh and there's not even a hallway of fame it's not real it doesn't exist there's no place that you can go and visit uh it's just a made up and make believe uh, and it's all done for the purpose of making money uh, because they just have a show where they have a celebration it's just absurd uh and i know because uh, I know there was a the question on, or, or somebody had uh, posed this on one of our social media accounts this week, that um, the whether or not like you know after like Vince is 
uh, Vince is gone and, and years from now, like, you know, if, if, if Martha passes away, like, would the kids, Owen's kids, um, uh, allow him to be put in the WWE Hall of Fame? Uh, and I, I think Oge on the, the Dark Side episode basically kind of addressed the, the same thing that, uh, you know, he that they they hold wrestling responsible and the WWE responsible and basically they don't ever want uh they don't ever want Owen tied to uh the WWE and you know I've been a person that for years um was always like you know he he should he should be on there uh or should be in the Hall of Fame um you know but but after uh watching that and hearing from his immediate families uh side of it uh i am i am totally fine that owen hart it will never be in the wwe hall of fame uh because um you know it it it's like yeah if you haven't watched the episode uh devin says he thinks he's skipping it i i assume just because the the difficulty around watching it it is not an easy watch um but yeah i have i have absolutely uh no issue with the with martha and the uh, the you know Oge and Athena um, not wanting him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Jim. Um, this this changed my opinion. Good on night, Charlie. Too sweet. But um, I was I think I was in the same camp as you, Jim. That we should recognize Owen for for what he's done. Um, and he, and he does deserve, in fact, to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. But um, you know, hearing Martha and I know make make their cases. It's it's absolutely the correct thing to not allow him to be in there and, and to martha's point you know it's a thing that the wwe uses to sell tickets and, you know she's not wrong no there's not a it, it's brick an- and mortar that fans like you and i matt we can go to and then celebrate these people there's there's nothing like that um so and even if there was they, there would be admission so they but, would, they, and even if there was an actual Hall of Fame, I mean, you know, but that that's different. I think then we can still go and celebrate and physically be there and fair. say like Owen oh, stuff and things like that. Right now, it's not, and all that is is a ticket grab, um, ticket and, T-shirt and, and fodder for the network. So she's not wrong in calling that part out. Um, they've done what they've done with the um, with the Owen Hart Foundation or whatever the actual name was that 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 carries Owen Hart's name and he is recognized much more than just a professional wrestler, which again was only a portion of Owen's life. Um, I've often heard that, you know, Owen wanted to get out of the business, make the money, get out, be a family, be a dad. Um, but man, I, I don't know. Um, and if, if Devin's still listening, Devin, I, I hear what you're saying. I would recommend checking it out. It is, it is hard to watch. It's not, um, they, they don't show him falling or anything like that. So if you're thinking that's what you're going to see, you're not, um, but but to see, you know, the way that this changed their lives and their lives beyond that moment, um, you know, is 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 wild. Side note, not necessarily about Owen. Um, I don't I don't know how Jr. and King did what God, they did no. that night. Uh-uh. Um, and and you know, it's like screw. Uh, you know, if, if there's truth to the Kevin Dunn comment, um, oh yeah, he's dead. You're back in ten. That's, yeah, that's a brutal fucking. And thing I mean, to say. like, and I'm not in no way, shape, or form, and I am I defending Kevin Dunn, but he, he has a job to do. Like, you're right. I mean, he at that point he's doing his job, and they are on the air in ten seconds, and somewhere the communication broke down 
to relay the information to your commentators. But I mean, sure. obviously a chaotic situation. But yeah, here, like, so I think I think at times watching it, like, people people look at that quote, and it is a damning quote. I am not I am not taking yeah. that away. But you know, oh, he's dead, and you're back in ten nine, like. But in in the same time, for and this is coming from somebody that that has worked even in at, at the college and high school level TV production. When you have an airtime, you ha- you have to go. No doubt. So no doubt. I mean Not that that's that. where that came from. Not that it makes it okay, but but that's where it came from. I I saw this tweet um, from the from our friends over the New Age Insiders, it, and it just said the most sickening photo in wrestling history. Um, and it's and it's just the uh, the shackle yeah, that right, was used. Little... If you haven't seen the episode, um, you know, give it a watch. You'll understand. If you have seen the episode, you know exactly what that means. And um, you know, the, at my at my work, uh, we have we have people that are riggers, and uh, I have never seen a shackle like that um, used for anything in terms of actual like riggers and flies and anything like that in my entire life. And the fact that that was used, um, dude, my God, like just, just sheer negligence, absolute negligence. Yeah. I, I missed the pre-show because I was finishing that episode. So that's what I was doing before we came on air today. Um, and it, it does not paint a good picture. Um, not that any of the episodes really do, uh, feel like the Owen Hart episode could have gone the Benoit route and been a two-part episode. I think there was a lot more that they did not dive into that I would have liked to have um, possibly gotten some answers to. Um, The the thing that stuck out to me besides that he's dead, you're on in 10, um, was just Vince's handling of the media afterwards um, at his press conference did not really paint him in a good light. I'm not going to get into today's politics and who it reminded me of, but from that comment alone, you can probably get the gist of where I'm going, but it was just kind of like a, a how dare you like even question the shitty thing that I just did. Right. Like, I don't like your tone. Right. Like, right. really? Really? And, and you know, and it, it reminded me of like the Bob Costas interview. Like, and, and I know like that's that's the way that Vince McMahon in the 90s handled, handled the media because the media was never friendly to the wwe but jesus like you have to be better in that moment like it's they're not they're not questioning the validity of your of your company they're they're literally talking about a guy who died on your watch like and 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 you don't like somebody's tone went on like how the wrestlers went on how production went on how jr and king went on that day uh, regardless of should it have been stopped, obviously for the crime scene purposes alone, but just like if I'm at work and a coworker dies in a brutal fashion, there's no way that I'm like two minutes later. It's like okay, well, I still have to, right. to call and and try to recruit people to to come out and fill jobs. Like right. there's no way that that show should have continued for humanity's sake and for crimes. And, and I mean, really there, there's no way in the, the social media and, um, cause I don't think W was W. I don't think WWE was public at this point. I think this was, it, they were still private at that point. It was, well, it was, it was WWF years. So I think that 
they were still private at that point. Yeah, I don't I don't believe they were publicly traded. Uh, Ryan, I think maybe you might be looking up the catching the date on that. Um but I, I you know, there is no way that today that uh that the show goes on. Because first off, you know, like there was that you know, you know, you never saw it. To this day, there has never been uh, any video of of Owen falling uh seen unfortunately in today's world there's there's 13,000 people who have that on video right that's what because i was watching it with my wife and so i was telling her that it was tough to watch because she came down later in and she was like oh do you actually see and i said no i don't think that video exists i've never actually searched Uh -uh. for it anyway um but i mean in today's society there is i mean that's on twitter in seconds Seconds after it happens. I mean, there's probably people who are live broadcasting at that point. I mean, honest, honestly, there's there's probably a video of that somewhere. I would think that WWE runs that hard cam. Oh, I'm sure WWE has it. It's, I don't think it's ever been public Thank anywhere. Thank God it's never been released, but I'm sure there is a copy somewhere of this video. Sure, yes. some Somewhere, okay. yeah, somewhere. somewhere a, 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 it's not publicly released. Right, correct, correct. Um, Owen died May 23rd, 1999. The WWE went public October 19th, 1999. Okay, yeah. So I... I, Thereafter, but still. I think if this happens the day after WWE goes public, that show doesn't happen. The minute that accident happens, I think that show's shut down. Because because at that point, you are not... You are responsible to to shareholders, not yourself. So... um, I was telling Lauren because I did watch the pay per view um, back when it happened, and I have not watched that pay per view since. So that footage of them cutting to King or to Jr. and then King and Jr. Jr. or King coming back from the locker room, like I hadn't seen that since you know um, over twenty years ago. So to sit and watch that now, that was what kind of unsettled me. Ooh. Like I have not watched this since I was a teenager. For a good reason, yeah, um, and it, it was tough to just to just sit and take that all in. I mean, we've um, we've done commentary, the three of us together. Like, could you could you imagine? I mean, not even not, not even somebody having an accident and 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 and, and passing away, but you know, it, it's somebody you know falling off the top of a ladder and and you know breaking their leg, like a, like a, a horrific just a horrific injury, and, and having to collect yourself. To, to continue the show and and to continue doing commentary, but then but then to actually find out that somebody that you've traveled with, that you, you that you've hired, that you've known for you know a decade or whatever it is, had had, had died, you know, a couple of feet away from you. There is no way. There is no way. I do not know how Jarrett cut that promo. Oh either- my god. Thinking back now, like the raw after that, I remember just like no one, no one even really wrestled. I think mankind and Billy there was a there was like one or two matches. I think I still for the most part it was just the whole memorial thing, like Triple H sobbing. I'll never forget, like Mark Henry, Mick Foley. It was just like that whole raw, and I'm glad they didn't really touch on that in the Dark Side episode because that should have remained separate and not tried to, you know, condone anything about what happened on wwf 
And right. also, um, I think they, they, they always air an extended cut of the of the Dark Side episodes. And I believe from Martha Hart uh, being on Jericho's podcast last week, I believe that there that there's going to be a, a few extra minutes of, of things. So um, I think they usually drop. I don't know if it's dropping over the weekend or it drops next week, but uh, look for the extended cut of uh, of this Dark Side episode. I didn't know that. It's good to know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that I've watched any of the other ones, but I will check this one out. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, just the last couple of uh, of news items we're going to hammer through quick here, and then uh, move on. Indie wrestlers Caleb Conley and Zane Riley, uh, known as the Revolt, have sent a cease and desist letter uh, to former WWE superstars Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. Of course, they formerly the Revival were going to be named uh, the Revolt um uh on the indies but uh they have been sent a cease and desist uh according to wheeler and harwood's attorney they will now be uh appearing uh it looks like using the name ftr uh will be their new uh tag team which honestly i like ftr better than the revolt i did not like the revolt name myself i didn't think the revolt name was ever set in stone i thought it was talked about um well i guess they were using it uh with some of their merchandising Oh, oh, okay. okay. So that's that's where this stemmed from, I that's believe. That's enough to do it, then. Tim, um, that's the second time you've said merchandising in this episode. So for the next show, can you get yogurt from Spaceball saying merchandising, please? <laughs> I will. Uh, let me let me write that down. Uh, Spaceballs merchandising. Perfect. I will. Uh, I will try and get that clip. And what was the other clip that I, that I was supposed to find? Otis saying pie. <laughs> oh, Otis, uh, oh, Otis pie. Gotcha. Gotcha. I will, uh, I will definitely try and get those on the soundboard for Very next important. week. Um, Alexa bliss in an interview with NDTV, uh, was talking about, uh, the safety measures that the WWE's, I know we talked about how AEW actually has, uh, the, the rapid COVID-19, uh, test. The WWE does not use those. However, uh, she said, before we go into the performance center, we have to uh, have our temperature checked. We get evaluated by a doctor. We have to uh, fill out a questionnaire uh, that says we haven't traveled, we haven't gone anywhere, and we do not have any symptoms. Uh, everything is being cleaned to a medical-grade standard, um, and they are doing whatever they can to keep everyone uh, uh, everyone safe uh, once they are inside the performance center. So, uh, obviously, we, we, they, they do not have the actual uh, COVID rapid test. Um, but, uh, everything beyond that, they are, they are doing, uh, what they can to, uh, to prevent any, uh, spread of illness. So, uh, that is good to hear that they are doing, uh, as much as they can, uh, right now. And then also, um, this from fightful.com, they spoke to a source high up in WWE, uh, who told them, uh, Roman Reigns quote, does not seem in any rush to return and nobody at WWE faults him for it. The person uh, would note that right now, no indication if or when a return could happen has been given, saying uh, he could be back in two weeks, two months, or be out indefinitely. Uh, Roman Reigns, of course, not figured into any plans creatively at this point. Uh, a w- another source within WWE uh, told Fightful.com, Roman uh, is going to make over $1,000 on Cameo every day, so even if they stopped paying him, it wouldn't matter. Uh, we've not been given any indication that Reigns has been pressured to return, and several high up in the company were not told as to why he was edited out 
of the Seth Rollins cash-in video package that aired recently. Uh, the source said, I have no idea. I can see it as, yes, you could read more into it, but I can also see it as uh, Rollins and Drew were on similar paths. Um, another so another source said it was an out-of-sight, out-of-mind situation. I, I, I've said it before. I, I think people are reading way too much into this Roman Reigns stuff. I, I, I don't... I don't think Roman's in any uh, any bad standing with the company. I don't think he's in any danger of losing his spot. I don't think uh, he's in any danger of not being with the company. I think once uh, things are safe, I wholeheartedly believe that Roman Reigns will be back uh, on our TV on Friday nights as he was part of the SmackDown brand. Um, or, you know, if they continue this brand-to-brand extension, he could be on both shows to try and pop a rating. Um Roman Reigns is a WWE guy, and I, I, I just think people are, are looking for a story that's not there. Roman Reigns should take hydroxychloroquine, and he'll be fine. <laughs> it's a great drug. It's, it's not the best drug. It's a great drug. Roman Reigns will be fine. Very Brian, good. do you have a Roman shirt hanging behind you, too? I do. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's right behind me. Yeah. Huge fan. Huge fan. Yeah, Roman I mean, Empire, where he's, he's fist in the fucking ground. The, put on a pad, though, on a pad. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a pad there. You don't see it, though. It makes a ton of sense that he is not there. I mean, he's got a lot of young kids, certainly. Um, I mean, with all of the health stuff that he's dealt with, sure does not want to go through any possible risk of catching a, a deadly virus. So, sure. I mean, there is no reason for him to be in. Um, and I mean, I don't fault him for it. I am probably the least, um, likely to, to vouch for Roman Reigns of three count Thursday. I'm not really a big fan of him, but I have zero issue with what he is doing. Um, in fact, it makes me like him a little more. I'm, I'm, I'll join you. Yeah, there we go. There just, everybody, there everybody fisting. Everybody's fisting here on, uh, three count Thursday. Oh my. All right. <laughs> that, uh, I, we can leave it at that, I think. I think we can leave it at that. Uh, Matt, who uh, give everybody, let everybody know about the Woman of the Week this week and where they can follow you, and we're going to close this thing up. Yep, got a, got a few announcements here. So um, recorded an interview with Rosaria Elsa last night, backstage interviewer for MCW. Um, Ryan and I always sing the praises of MCW, one of the best independent wrestling companies you can see on the East Coast if not nationwide, but that's just us being biased because I don't think either of us have seen any West or Central Coast wrestling promotions at this point. So check that out. It'll drop on Saturday. Um, next week, as promised, it will be intern Mark with Gypsy Mac and Ariella Nix to discuss 90 Day Fiance. So if you didn't know that wrestlers love their 90 Day Fiance, they sure the fuck do. So on Tuesday, they'll record that one. We'll uh, put that out next Saturday. Woman of the Week this week is Victoria Pop from Hardcore Hustle Organization, H2O. Fun wrestling company in the Jersey area. So if and when wrestling starts back up, make sure to check out that promotion. And Victoria, give her a follow. Last little tidbit. If you have an Xbox and you have not yet downloaded WWE 2K20, the deluxe edition, which usually retails at $89.99, is currently going for $17.99. So that's a, a big savings of $72 US dollars. So 
you're going to be stuck inside for a while here. Um, if you want to check out that game, now's the time at that price. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at 3CT, the letter X, Philly, as in Philadelphia, the number eight. No Sixers to complain about. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get Notre Dame back in time for me to send hateful tweets to Doug Flutie. Who knows? But fingers crossed we will. Devin, we'll catch you next week, bud. Thanks for tuning in. Ryan, where can people follow you? Amen. Fuck CZW. I'll say it out loud. Fuck CZW. All right. You can follow, follow me. R-Y-N-E-H-D-L-E-R-Y-N Eagle. Uh, if you're not sure what's going on, find some uh, find somebody's page um, that's worked at CZW. They, they've sold their licensing shit in there. They're selling footage and Go to Lufisto's YouTube page. I'm sorry? Go to Lufisto's YouTube page. She she yeah, sums it'll, that it'll shit up a lot. real it's well. Um, these, these are athletes. These aren't porn stars. So fuck what they're doing. It's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. You can follow the show at 3 Count Thursday. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to 3CountThursday.com. There's our merchandise, our collar and elbow brand deal, our Patreon page, and much, much more. Make sure you're subscribed to all of our podcast channels. And until next week, guys, stay safe, stay smart, go for the pin, and wash your hands.